Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who check my watch. Still have never been wrong. It's skin 30. It is skin 30, unless you're, uh, and that's if you're on the Patreon. If you are listening, my whole boob is out and you should subscribe to our Patreon so you can see it. I mean, that wasn't alive last week. Was my tit out the whole time? Yes, and I told you. Oh. And then you fixed it and then it fell out again. Okay. But you were like, I'm fine with it being out. 
Yeah, it's behind a paywall. I'm cheap, a dollar. But it's also like you had on a little bra thingy. So it wasn't like a tit. Yeah. I think honestly at this point, I should do a poll. How many people who follow me on the internet have seen one part or multiple parts of me nude? Because like I've had a lot of accidental slips and videos. Like it got to the point where people stopped telling me. And then I would check and I would go, oh my God, no one told me. They're like, I thought thought you knew. Or if you saw my Just Jared photos on Just Jared Jr. on the... I know. Just Jared Jr. leaked my nudes. What is Jr.? You don't know what Just Jared is? I know what Just Jared is, but what's Jared Jared Jr.? It's for the the teeny boppers. That's disgusting. What do you mean? They're putting up naked pictures for teenagers? (laughs) You have to let me finish the joke. (laughs) She's like, you're ready to cancel Just Jared Jr. No. I was at Comic-Con and it was flash photography and I had no idea that my dress was see-through. And so I'm standing in the middle of like all the boys. It's like me, Melvin and Leo and, I, and Liza and, and Hayes. And I'm sitting there in the middle, flash photography. And it's just like fucking nipples and like areola, full titty shape, like outline of every part of me and like vagina and like thighs. And it's all of that. And I saw like we like, you know, at the end of like every day when you're on a press tour or doing press for anything, your publicist um, will send you all of like the things that have been that have gone up that will do like an end of day recap. And so we had like our own individual publicists who would do that. But we also had like Hulu's network publicist who would send us one on a whole group thing. So it's a message with all of us on it, an email. And I open it. And it's the first thing I fucking see is that. And I like turned to the guys and I was like, oh, my God, look, like it's totally see through. And they're like, yeah, like we thought that's you, what you're doing. You knew that. And they were like, yeah, I just thought, I don't know. I thought it was like the vibe. Like, it's very you. Like, I didn't think I felt you knew. And I was like, you let me walk around all day. Interviews, Comic-Con, flash photography. You let me stand in the fucking middle, arms behind both of your backs, just like fully like starfish spread for this. And they were like, oh, I thought I thought that was a point. And then just Jared Jr. had posted those photos. And I was like. Those are my nudes. Wow. I didn't know this. Yeah. I'll Look find at it. that. Learn something new. How about I find them while you uh, introduce what the show is? Welcome to But Am I Wrong, a podcast by two people who are never wrong. You're probably wondering, what is this show about? We have three different segments. The first one is But Am I Wrong? And that's where we pick different things from our lives. It could be a hot take. It could be something that happened personally. Then we choose if we're wrong or not. And then... Y'all can write in and present things for us to judge. And then the final segment is, but are they wrong? And that's where we pick somebody from pop culture, politics, anything that's in the real world. And we nominate the vote of the week, Rachel of the week, the wrong of the week. And then the best part is that we have participation. So on Fridays, we have an episode called Fisting Fridays, where Whoa. we uh, y'all can vote on our Instagram and then we'll read the results on Fisting Friday. You did a great job. Thank you. So shall we start? We shall. OK, so for my but am I wrong? I have a hot take that I don't even honestly have like that much to say about this. I'm like mostly just like really curious what other people think. And I'm curious what you think. And I think this will spark an interesting conversation. OK. I think there's a difference between being kind and being nice. And I think being kind is better. Okay. I think that you can be kind and still be like a bitch. I think I am a bitch, but I think I am kind. But I think nice people can actually be like 
shitty people. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you agree with us? Yes, 100%. Remember that girl I was telling you about on my cheer squad that was exactly a nice person, that. but she was a cunt. I, I have, like, very strong feelings about this of, like, I think kind being kind is being nice with intention and mm-hmm. being nice when it counts and when it matters. I think being nice, quote unquote, there's not usually much like no thoughts, just vibes behind mm-hmm. it. And it's so much more about your perception. Because like when you when you refer to yourself or you refer to other people, like being nice, like, oh, I want people to think I'm nice. I want people to think I'm nice. Like that's so much more about how other people perceive you versus like, I don't, you don't ever think like, I want people to think I'm kind. But when you think of someone else who is like, a really kind person, that's how you would describe yeah, them. Because I think I'm kind, but I don't think I'm nice. I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm the exact same way. And I think like, you know, some have called us rough around the edges, but I think that Who like... Who called us that? I don't know. Maybe they use a different one, but something along the line. What was... There was some descriptor of like a catchphrase, <laughs> some sort of phrase that someone... Okay. In a review forever ago about... Like, and it was a compliment. It was something of like how we give advice. I don't not, think it was rough around the edges because no. I do not take kindly to that. <laughs> it was something out. Maybe it was like, is there a bigger phrase with sugarcoat? Probably. It was It was something that I was like, I've heard this before. This is on a tea towel in Home Goods somewhere. And I think that like the desire that people have to be perceived as nice like actually prevents you from being kind Mm -hmm. because it doesn't come from a genuine place and I also think that like that's what like how the discourse of like really fucking chronically online interactions and conversations happen when people I was reading like this uh subreddit thread about like someone talking about some like influencer that they met or whatever or it was like no someone was talking about how some influencer had responded to someone's comment on like their tiktok and like a comment was like that bag doesn't go with the outfit. And they responded being like, it goes. Like, I think it goes. And they're like, how could that person be like so rude back? And I'm like, you, whoa, that's so weird. Like, and then someone else commented on it and said like, oh, I've like met her and like, she's really nice. And like, I've, she was like really, really kind. Like, and they're like, I don't buy that. Look how she responds to people in her comments. And I'm like, so you as a, as a perception are valuing someone that you want to be like nice. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in the over the top and, not in a balanced way like it needs to be one side is overwhelmingly and honestly like weirdly nice to something that isn't nice in the first place you would rather that and you would rather like believe someone's true person and intention on that versus someone who's like oh I've had a conversation with them they're really kind Mm -hmm. I just think it's very interesting and I would love to know what our audience what everyone all of you listening do you think there's a difference between kind and nice do you agree with me? Am I wrong in thinking that there is a large difference between being kind and being nice and it is better to be kind than to be nice? Yep. Food for thought. I've said that three times today. Juicy. Okay. Succulent. I'll never say it again. Savory. Sweet. Salty. <laughs> Umami. I said savory. Acid. Acidic. Acid. Fire. Acid. What was the name of the Salt, fat, acid, heat? Yeah. Okay, mine is a hot take as well. I've wanted to speak on this for a while, but I wasn't sure how to approach it. And so I was inspired by two things. One, there's, of course, a TikTok challenge, as there is, that inspires a lot of things that happen in my life. Uh, One of them is going around, which it seems to come back every few months, but people are posting, like, 
their age and being like, can't believe that I'm this age or nobody ever knows my age. And then there's also like, I posted some old pictures the other day on Instagram and one of our listeners of the show who I adore. I mean, they know who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. They sent it. Who I adore responded to my stories and was like, and they said, you don't age at all. And it kind of made me feel weird. So I didn't like feel good about the like, like liking it. Yeah, enjoying that uh-huh. you you personally read the comment and you you didn't like that they were giving it as a compliment or you yeah. didn't like that you felt like it that like they a compliment? Were, I didn't like that they were giving it as okay. a compliment. Okay, so my but am I wrong is we need to stop judging people based on what age they look and how well, quote unquote, that they're aging and comparing our ages and how we look physically to other people. We kind of have of like a skewed view of how people should look at a certain age because in media... A lot of times, like, on TV, 16-year-olds are being played by 28-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And then people in their 20s are being played by people in their early to mid-30s. And then when you're in your mid-30s, they're playing, like, 50-year-olds. Yeah. So people don't have, like, a actual concept of what how old people actually look unless you're just, like, looking at your peers and stuff. And then also they're not taking into account makeup and then airbrushing mm-hmm. and all the photoshopping that gets done. And also some people have access to cosmetic procedures as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I like, for one, have never really looked my age. When I was 16, people thought I was 12. When I was 25, I was literally walking in the airport and a woman thought that I was a child and came to help me with my luggage. And I was like, I'm going to my rental car. Um, <laughs> and like, for me, it's just like genetics. I don't do anything special. I, you know, do basic skincare and that's it. And like when people say like, you don't look your age or you look younger. And I'm like, but like I can physically see that I look older than I used to look. And I just I don't like it. And I'm and like, I don't like that people perceive people aging as kind of like a bad thing. And I don't like yeah, that. Women aging. Uh-huh. And I'm and like, I'm fine with the way I look, but like. I know that I'm getting older and I can personally see it. And so I've seen people judge celebrities when they're like not all done up in their everyday looks, specifically women and people comment on how bad they look or how they look like they're getting old. And it's like, no, you're just used to seeing a false image of them. And then there's, like I said, that trend that's on TikTok. And a lot of people are judging other people like, no, you actually like somebody will post and be like, I'm 35. And they're like, you look 45 and like comparing themselves to other people and like in essence saying that they make themselves seem like they're better because they look what some would perceive as younger. And so when people talk about if somebody's aging well, quote unquote, or what aging good or aging gracefully, yeah, I gracefully that, that too. And it's like, we're not taking into genetic, we're not taking into people's genetics into their life experiences, what trauma they've been through. I think about my friend in high school when we were 16. She like I remember seeing her at school one day and then she came and visited me at at my job on the weekend at the mall. And she looked like she had aged like 20 years and we didn't know what had happened. And we found out a few weeks later that one of her organs had gone into failure. Holy shit. And so it's like we're not considering like what other people are going through or even let's say that it's just somebody that's just like really into surfing and they're out in the sun all day yeah like people just have different 
things that they go through. And so I just think that we should just stop like judging people or saying that people aren't aging well and that we're all aging every day and the physical manifestation of that shouldn't be up for debate. And aging is like a good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't have like the luxury and the privilege to get older. Like a lot of people don't make it to their 30s. A lot of Mm -hmm. people don't make it to their 40s. I don't think you're wrong at all. I have been terrified of starting to get into my 30s of being like, oh, I'm going to have that classic like actress like in Hollywood, like working in like entertainment for what you look like. thing. I'm like, I am going to like, it's impossible to not have that Mm -hmm. crisis because like you are talked about in a way that's like your body and your face is not a part of you. Like it's a separate thing. And like every time I'll meet with casting directors or agents, it's like, oh, I like before an audition of like, oh, we can't have her come in for this. Like, she looks too young for this. Or we can't have her come in for this. She looks too old for this. And then I go in in person. They're like, oh my gosh, you don't look old. Right. Like, oh, you could do this. Like, you can play. Like, oh, this is exciting. Like, because if you look young, that means there's more job opportunities for mm-hmm. you. And so like, it becomes intris- intrinsically tied with that. And like, I saw Jamie Lee Curtis did a video on a clip from her on Drew Barrymore show where she like talked about that, about how her awareness of like being a woman in Hollywood of like trying to look pretty like just existing in life and she's like and I'm not like living my life when I'm Mm -hmm. trying to like look pretty like I'm just so stiff and I'm just thinking about what I look like and like the most beautiful woman in the room is like someone who's just like having fun and like enjoying herself so I I mean I don't think you're wrong at all I think it's so hard for women because like we spend the first 21 years of our life trying to look older Mm -hmm. and then we spend the next however long we have trying to look younger. Like there's not any point where it's socially acceptable for a woman to be look how she does in that time Mm -hmm. and not want for something or wish for something that has already happened or hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Like it's it it is it's one of like the most glaringly obvious like examples of like the patriarchy and like feeding on women's insecurities. Like it's so obvious. And like I still so fell guilty into that when people are like, oh my gosh, you look exactly the same. You haven't aged, blah, blah, blah. And for me, it's not even, a, and it doesn't make it any better. And for me, it's like, it's not about what I look like because truthfully, if someone's like, oh my gosh, you look exactly the same as you did in high school, I go, I got a whole ass nose job and I look the same. And like, I don't want to look like I did in high school. Like I like look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm really happy about the new ways I've changed about how I do my makeup or if I get like a haircut or I do something like I'm, I'm not longing for what I looked like when I was like 16. Like mm-hmm. I still look back on that and I can be like appreciative of who she was, but I'm like, don't love that hair choice. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But like the fact that it has become so tied to longevity in my career that that becomes a compliment in itself. And I'm like, oh, so we couldn't just have the patriarchy you to tie capitalism into right. this. And it's like, oh, okay, wow. And it's, it's, it is fucked. It, I will say that TikTok trend, I saw someone make a funny one video about like being like, I don't look my age. And she was like, to be fair, they could look older than their age or younger than their age. And they're making a video saying, I don't look my age. Like that just means they don't look their Mm -hmm. age. And most people who are posting that, you're self-aware. A lot of people would never post that because they don't want to hear what people say. And most of the time, like some people have always heard they looked older or some people have always heard they looked younger. And like looking older, like sure, wrinkles, like certain things we associate with like, sun damage because you've been on this like on the earth for more days than other people but also like it doesn't seem to apply to people who have 
always looked older than their age in just like their bone structure. And they might have like a very like when you think of like a classic fit, you could throw them in a black and white movie and be like, oh, you totally fit into this. And to me, you seem like this person who like could have been through all of these eras. It is only ever used as a way to really make women very clear where they stand. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. not just an observation. It's like a very poignant statement. Yep. Because my thing is, if I get the compliment and I don't like that, I like it. Mm -hmm. But you being like, I don't like they're giving us a compliment. I don't like to hear that. That is my goal to not like hearing it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it also just might help me if like I put on a blazer and like you put me in like, I don't know, a a lawyer outfit. If I didn't have casting directors saying you look like a child playing dress up, like let me look older. I either need to look older or not look older. Do you know what I mean? Again, like with believable. that like, child thing, it's like, to who? Because they've got people your age playing high school students. That's well, the thing. It's literally, it's honestly, it's 90% about body type. And like, I've been told I'm a little too tall to play like certain ages, even yeah. though I've been taller, but it's mostly just because men tend to be shorter. Exactly. But because I don't have boobs, if I got fake tits, I could, I'd be fine. But it's because I don't have and I've been told this by lots of like, I don't have a quote unquote womanly body. I have more of a like young adult body. Yeah, that's it's one of those superhero TV shows. I forgot which one it was, but my friend was telling me about how she was watching it and there was an actress in it that's a 30 year old woman. And but she doesn't have like mm-hmm. she has small breasts and she took off her shirt and it looked like prepubescent. Yeah. And the person who's telling me this is act- is also an actress that yeah. has a smaller figure. And she's just like, I see why they say that because it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And a lot of like you'll see a lot of actors and actresses who like get fake boobs. Like a lot of like we think of the stereotype of people getting fake boobs when they turn 18 or like when they're in their becoming an adult. But like you'll see a lot of actresses who like by the time that like they're in their like late 30s, early 40s, they're going to get a boob job because they're trying to make to match up because also even if you've been around for a certain period of time then it feels like well you have to be older because mm-hmm. I've seen you in so many things like I can't keep believing that you're this age mm-hmm. but yeah the whole thing is like so 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 skewed yeah. and I'm really curious about the current generation like Gen Z um, but like mostly the older or like not the older, the the um, younger and like middle age of Gen Z. I'm really curious what their relationship to age will be like, because uh, they tend to like they started like, you know, wearing makeup more and like trends have stopped being so like age range defined. Mm-hmm. Like the trends that like a lot of like people in their 30s are wearing are sim- like very similar to ones that people who are like 11 years mm-hmm. old are also wearing. And that was not did not used to be the case. So I'm really curious how they're going to view that when they've always been looking older mm-hmm. or and like been trying at a much younger age to look older. Yeah. But then you look at like people from the 80s and they all look like in their 20s, look like they were 50. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just the amount of powder you throw on your face. <laughs> even, but I'm saying like the men too, they all look. I know. Every time I even like look at like people will do like TikToks of like old yearbooks and I'm like, those aren't children. Yeah. Those are like, and maybe it's like just like the style of photography and like it's not as high quality. So things look more like movie-ish. And so you think of older people. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. Woo.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break sorry i thought i saw something we have we have like three flies that won't die i bought one of those electronic ones that makes a zapping when they die um and so now everywhere i go i like flies are there any flies here well there is one so this is a fun thing that's about to happen we are doing uh but are you wrong where you submit your predicaments your dilemmas your situations to our email address but am i wrong pot at gmail.com Keep it under 300 words. Let us know your pronouns if you would like. If there are other people involved in what you're talking about, give us some pseudonyms. It's all anonymous and you can include their ages, just as much information as possible, but under 300 words. And if you do a fantastic job, actually, you don't really get diamonds here. No. The bar is lower. I mean. The standard is always high. The standard is high, but the execution is, the median is Mm -hmm. raised. I think because you can... Because you're just writing it out as opposed to writing it out, then calling, you know. So this is going to be fun because I forgot to pick one. So we are, this is a cold read. You're going in. I'm raw doggy. Very cold, chilly. Dry. I'm going in fucking, I don't want to be cold and dry. That's. Dry ice. Alarming. Okay. Hi, Megan Melissa. I'm inquiring about something which has been going on throughout my relationship with my boyfriend. So for context, my boyfriend is half Dutch and we live in the Netherlands. I've been here for a year. So we are in contact with this extended family quite a lot. I want to say they are great. However, they never really tried to talk to me and always seemed disappointed that I was not Dutch or spoke it fluently. The worst offender is his grandma who refuses to speak to me on the principle that it will make me learn the language. This is not something new. She did to my boyfriend's non-Dutch mother until she learned it. Regardless, the grandma does apparently appreciate my presence since she has invited me to all family events. But am I wrong to think this is very disrespectful? Am I wrong to be very annoyed by my parents telling me not to be bothered by this? Am I wrong for being bothered about my boyfriend's lack of response to this? I have been reeling about this for a year, so I would love to hear your opinion. Love the podcast. Best wishes. I maybe have a hot take, but I think if you are going to like a country with someone who speaks a different language in a country that is like predominantly speaks that language and you have access and ability to pursue learning that language, whether that even without the intention of becoming fluent, but just like for your own convenience and everybody else's convenience. And even just for the cultural experience, I think like it's, it's important and it's also respectful. I don't know what language you speak if you speak a language that they that they don't speak like I'm curious like is it that you speak English they also speak English and they speak Dutch I think a lot of people that speak Dutch also speak they do English. yeah it's yeah. they do speak a lot of, they do speak English and so I think that that is a far worse offense than like let's say you move to the Netherlands you speak Portuguese they speak Dutch and they expect you to learn Dutch, but have not made any attempts to learn Portuguese, even if it's just some phrases or anything. Like, I think that that would be really, really, really disrespectful on their part. On the opposite end, if it's English, I do think that that is 
disrespectful on your part because it's a part of his their culture. And like that is something that like, you know, I, I think like, you know, they they seem disappointed that you weren't Dutch. You know, that's not nice. That that sucks. That doesn't feel great. But I think you live in a place he like you live in the Netherlands. Your boyfriend is half Dutch. His family all speaks Dutch. I don't think it's that maybe they don't like you because you don't speak Dutch. It's maybe that they don't feel like you care about his culture or they care or you care about wanting to communicate with them and respect their culture and their language. That's what I think it is. Is that they're you you said it, you've been together for years and you yeah. haven't made an effort to learn the language and then they're probably I don't know if you want to have kids but they're thinking about their kids too and then him having kids and then like their culture continuing to be passed down and then they don't want that to get lost that's what I'm thinking like it's that they they feel like you're being disrespectful to them yeah and I think like you know the grandma didn't speak to his mom until she learned how Mm -hmm. to speak Dutch like abrasive yes but I think like I would probably talk to his mom about it and be like, I've been feeling like really uncomfortable and territorial about this and that it's like something about me. Like, can you explain to me like why this is important? This is also like, it's a direct contrast too because his mom is not, seemingly is not Dutch and didn't speak Dutch, but is now fluent and speaks that. Mm -hmm. And so then they're, the grandma and the family seeing like she loved loves her husband and really cared about him and made the point to respect his culture and where we live and learned this because she really cares. And then you have you essentially in the same situation saying no. Mm -hmm. And that feels like the polar opposite. Like you don't care. Right. Agree. How long have they been together? They've been in the Netherlands for a year, but I've been reeling about this for a year. I think it seems like probably the last year. Okay. This has been because like, I just can't. (laughs) I don't know. I also just like really, really, really can't imagine. Like I will, I'll, before going anywhere, I'm a, I'm going to brush up on my Duolingo. Like I can't imagine moving to a country and knowing I'm going to be spending time, a, a significant amount of time with like my partner's family who speaks a different language and not even like attempting to like, it's just such a show of like respect and like care. Mm-hmm. It's even like when you go visit another country, when you make the effort to like you might go to a restaurant and you don't speak the language at all, but you might have a guidebook and you make the effort to order things in that language. Then they they respect you more. And then like they might realize that you speak English. And if they speak English, they'll switch over. But they have a respect for you for trying. Because it's not that you're walking into somebody else's home and being like, fit around me. And it's like, well, you're a guest here. Like, this is like other places don't need to don't need to do that. And it's, you know, I mean, a lot of companies when you move overseas, like will make you take like language Mm -hmm. immersion because they don't it reflects poorly on you and like the individual and like your the care that you feel towards the situation. Mm -hmm. So I do think you're wrong. All right. Next one. Yes, sorry. TLDR. Am I entitled to any part of the deposit? We're not lawyers, so just keep that in mind. I mean. Me, they, 30, newly divorced, new to city, desperate for housing. I like the way that you formatted this. Joanne, she, 26, 
friend of about six months, also pretty new to the city. Michael, he, 30, question mark, Joanne's partner of maybe three months, question mark. Joanne spends all her time at Michael's and I was having a hard time <laughs> finding a place. Wait, can we pause? Did you Joanne's get the reference? and Michael's? Yeah, I'm loving this. <laughs> I proposed the idea of splitting rent and sharing her apartment. This was before I realized how dirty the place was. This is not to shame anyone. I understand mental illness often gets in the way of keeping a tidy home. The place was filthy and infested with bugs. Cat poop and piss had been left on the floor. There was a hurricane last year that knocked out the power for a while. And Joanne's refrigerator had clearly not been cleaned out since before then. There were frozen bugs in her freezer. I'd rather they be frozen. It took me days to clean the place i had to invest in a vacuum cleaner she didn't have one a dehumidifier a purifier a steam cleaner on top of other cleaning supplies and tools joanne just told me she's officially moving in with michael and his roommate and will contribute to their rent at the end of november leaving me to find a new place and move in a matter of weeks when joanne moves out she might get her deposit back but it would only be because of my hard work. Would I be wrong to ask her for part of the deposit? I know Joanne through a mutual friend and I am not on the month-to-month lease. We've made no previous agreements on this. Thank you so much. Love the podcast and appreciate y'all. You're not entitled to anything because you weren't on the lease. No, but you can trash the apartment so she can't get it back. Yeah, but like, you're, you're staying there by yourself for half the price, though, because she's paying the other half. So I think anything that you might have been able to get, she's paying half the rent for you to have a full apartment by yourself. Did you pay the deposit? No. Like she, she paid the deposit. That's paid her the, money. Yeah, she, she paid the deposit. You're paying half the rent to stay at a place. You cleaned it up like you didn't look at the place before you agreed to even live there. So that's on you. So just because you cleaned it up, that doesn't mean that you're entitled to anything. No. And also, like, you also don't know that, like, she wouldn't have cleaned it mm-hmm. to get her deposit back or hired someone to do that. Like, the way you should have gone about doing this is, like, hey, I this is, like, pretty unlivable. At this state, it's definitely not going to get it's uh, you're not going to get the deposit back. Can you send me some money to cover for a cleaning service to come? Or can you cover all? Would you pay me to clean this up? But even then, here? she's like, she is entitled to say no. Yeah, she's totally entitled, entitled to, say to say no. No, but also, again, she, you're living there for half the price. Yeah, like, but that's the only way that, like, you could even try and approach it by, like, being compensated for the work that you've done. You can't get compensated for something that someone didn't ask you to do, mm-hmm. nor something that they didn't agree to pay you for. Yep. And like you're I think you're looking at the deposit right now, not as like her money that she's going to get back. I think you're looking at it as like this is money just sitting there and she was never going to get it until I came like mm-hmm. get it back until I came along. And you just don't know that that's not the case. It's just highly unlikely. And it sucks that you had to do all that. But I think like at this point, the only thing you can do is being like, hey, I know that this you put the money down for the security deposit and that's yours and all of that. Obviously, I don't expect to get any of that. But like you should at this point get all of your money back from that. 
I did invest in a good chunk of like cleaning supplies. Like it would be really great if you could maybe like toss me a hundred bucks, like toss me something to like cover a little bit of that. And I'd also be happy to like leave you with some of these cleaning supplies that I had bought that you can bring over like a vacuum there. Like if you want to do that, like I think that's totally fine. I still think she's going to be like, well, you stayed at the place for half the price. So I'm you're not entitled to that. At yeah, all. you're not entitled to literally anything. Mm-hmm. All you can do you can is ask, ask. But and I like, really think she's just going to say you. I don't know how much you're in is to say it was five hundred dollars. You've been paying two hundred and fifty dollars to live here for months. So yeah. like. That compensates for whatever that was. Yeah, it, it, it will. I think it looks like it feels like a financial blow right now, but like the money was never yours. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose any money and she gives you money and pays you back for some of this. Like it all evens out in the end. Mm-hmm. And like you got a great deal on a place by spending this money up front to like clean that. And like maybe you got to keep a lot of this stuff and like or whatever. But it's just like, if you want to be compensated for something, you need to have an agreement before you do the thing that you do the work you want to be paid yeah. for. And also, like, if you have to move out in a few weeks, why could you not say to the landlords, like, hey, I'm interested in this property. Can yeah. I take over the lease? Yeah, I'm sorry. This definitely like I, I would feel like annoyed as well. But I would I would feel annoyed with myself for being like, how did I I walked into this and like I don't have any grounds to stand on, mm-hmm. like, and I don't have any right to any of it. And you could go be as bold as to ask for some of the deposit back, but like that you're, I don't, th- I really don't think she's going to give it to you. And I think if you come from that angle, that comes across just like really, really entitled mm-hmm. again, it's just entitled to her money. Right. I don't know. I always think of security deposits, like might not, might not ever get it back. Mm-hmm. But then like my business manager's like, no, no, your security deposit, like, you shouldn't be making financial decisions based on like, oh, I need this money to close on a house. Right. But like you that, that you're getting it all back. It's just it can't be money that you need in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a part of her financial planning is a security deposit. Mm-hmm. So I apologize, but I think you're wrong. OK, now let's pick another Random one. I have no idea what it's about. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I, 23, she, her, have two friends, Leslie, 22, she, her, and Marley, 23, she, her, who I met through a club on campus. Club. We had grown really close over the last few years. We talk almost every day, have sleepovers over the weekends, and even went on vacation together. Recently, Marley has started acting different towards us. She's lied to us and others about things that don't make sense to lie about, ignores our calls and texts, and has dropped out of the club. Leslie has tried reaching out a couple of times and asked what's going on, but Marley either ignores her or completely evades the question. I have yet to hear from her, but I've seen her around campus. During a conversation with another friend, I was told to try reaching out to her because Marley must be going through a rough time. Am I wrong for not reaching out and for being done with the friendship because of her actions and lack of communication? We both feel hurt, but Leslie has been more open about it and thinks I should try to be more sensitive since this is very sudden and out of character for Marley. But I really don't like the mistreatment and I don't see a point in reaching out when Marley clearly does not want to communicate with us. Thanks for any input you can give. And I love both your podcasts. Wow. This is the episode of us telling of me saying that I think you're wrong. I think if two people have said, hey, let's approach this with like some sympathy, they might be going through a hard time. You don't have to like how someone who's going through a hard time is treating you. And I think the only thing in that situation 
that like is like the 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 best thing to do not that you have to do it or you should do it but i think like the kindest thing to do even if you don't like how someone is treating you in a situation but it is like very drastic and sudden is to just reach out and just be like hey i miss talking to you this feels really sudden i just wanted to check in with you that you were doing like to see how you were doing i'm here to talk but if you're going through something emotionally mental health wise if you could shoot me a message and just let me know that and you want some space, that would be great. But if I don't hear from you after this, I'm just going to assume you don't want to be friends anymore and I'm just going to step away. That's, I think, the kindest thing that you can do. It gives someone an opportunity to be like, you don't have to tell me everything you're going through. Just like blink once for yes, like twice for no. You know what I mean? Like, just let me know if that's what you're going through. And if that's the case, then I'm like, okay, cool. I will be here. If you need me, reach out to me. If you want to talk, I'm here. But like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to keep, I'm not, I'm just going to pull back if that's what you want. But if I don't hear from you, then I know where I stand. Because I, it is very common for people who are going through tough times to like not reach out to people and to just kind of ghost. And it doesn't uh, like, doesn't come from a malicious place, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't like hurt. Like you can be depressed and like I do, I do all the time. I fucking like ghost my friends and I'm like not a great friend. Or even lash out. I may not want people to reach out to me, but it's what I need. Exactly. And like, but that doesn't mean what I'm, what I'm doing is any less hurtful. Mm-hmm. And like you're entitled to be like hurt by that. But then we need to have a com- like a conversation about that. And if I'm in a really bad space, mental health wise, most of- I'm going to need you to t- let me know, hey, that really hurt me or something. And then I can I-, I will apologize to that. But like when someone's really going through it and they're not being present or they're not being there and they're not doing what they're u- you're used to expecting from them, they're not if when you start treating your friends half assed, that is like. Uh, you've you let your you stopped treating yourself well a long fucking time ago, mm-hmm. and sometimes people just ghost. Some people they don't want to be friends anymore, and they don't really want to communicate about it. And it's just because they don't have like the courage or the strength to do that, and they have zero mental health stuff going on. And then there are people who are having some serious mental health things there. And this is always one of those things that like I'd rather me find out you actually are not going through anything mental health wise, and you just don't want to be friends anymore than me treating it the opposite and then finding out you're going through something and that I just was like couldn't be couldn't be bothered because you hurt my feelings I would always rather that and you're allowed to be hurt but sometimes like hurt people hurt people and I also don't think it's good for you if you have been hurt in this relationship to not give her the opportunity to apologize and help you heal said hurt like yeah. both people walk away more miserable. You giving people the opportunity to apologize or not even just explain, but like give context to what's going on or like let you into their life, like that will help both of you. Yeah. When I was in college, same age, 22, I had like my first bout of depression and I didn't understand it and I didn't know how to process it. And I did tell a few lies and was pushing people away and I know that I was being mean and I just needed some space but like I still appreciated that people were there even though they were there and I felt annoyed but at the same time needed them to be there you know like even if it was just a text message or something and so 
I, I remember the people that were there for me when I needed it, even if I wasn't talking to them directly, but them just dropping a note, letting me know that that they cared. That was enough for me at that time. And then when I was able to speak to them and tell them what I was going through, most of those people I'm still friends with today. Yeah. And like that perspective, the friends, the friends who like stick around through all of that, like Leslie is saying this and then like, you know, some other people, whatever, like those are usually people who are like, I've been through that and I've been that person. And it is not necessarily intuitive to automatically assume someone's going through something mental health wise. And it is pretty easy to assume that like, oh, they don't want to be friends anymore. Like, fuck that. But the people in your life who are telling you, like, let's treat this gently. She might be going through something. They know that because they've either been her or they've been on the other side of it before. And if you respond with like just callous and like, I don't give a shit, you're also showing those friends like, I don't think that you might be a safe person for me if I'm going through a rough time and I'm not the greatest friend. And also it's going to happen to you at some point. Like even if it's not mental health related, you can be really stressed with work Mm -hmm. and you snap at a friend or you like don't respond for a while or like something happens. You can have like a family member passing and you're grieving. And if we don't show compassion to people and just give them the opportunity and like a place that feels safe for them to say what they're going through or even that they're just going through something, it's going to be really hard for you to receive that back when you're inevitably going through something. Mm -hmm. So communication is like a great thing and it's a really like mature thing to do. It takes a lot of mental and physical energy to communicate things. And sometimes like she might not be even processing what she's like, what she's going through herself. Again, I'd rather be wrong about a friend going through a tough time mental health wise. I'd always rather be wrong about that and then have them find out like that. My pride is I value that so much less than like other people, even people I don't like, like their mental and physical well-being. I would my pride is fine. Like I'm right now you're hurt no matter what you're going to be. You're going to be hurt as you are right now. You end the friendship. You walk away. You're like, fuck it. You're still hurt. You find out that she's going through mental health stuff. You're still hurt. Mm -hmm. And you but you understand that this is what she's going through. And then uh, once this time has passed and she's really worked through this, you can work on mending that friendship or you find out that she doesn't be friends anymore and you're still hurt. Like, but one of these things is just a lot more compassionate uh, than the other. Mm -hmm. So, wow, we really I did not. This is what happens This is why I got to read them ahead of time. So I'm not just telling everyone like, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. No. Sometimes it needs to be done. I just thought I could have done it next week. I have a petty one. Okay, no. This happened a couple years ago, but I want to know if I am wrong. I live with four girls, 19 to 20. My tongue was a little wet there. Yeah, I need you to stop. 19 This is going to take you longer. She, her. And my roommate, Cammie's birthday, was on a Sunday. She had partied the whole weekend before and then texted our roommate group chat and asked if she could have a couple friends over on Sunday night. One roommate was out of town. So my other roommate, Stella, and I responded saying, sure, a couple people would be okay, but could they please keep it down after 10.30 p.m. as we had to work and go to school in the morning? Well, Sunday comes. And she has a party. 45 people in the apartment, bass blaring, beer pong screaming, the whole nine. 
me and my other roommate are locked in our rooms, fuming. Finally, at 12.30, after many angry texts exchanged, it ends and they all go elsewhere. We come out to a disaster. Video and aftermath attached. Find I'm the fine. video. I'm fine. What do you think I'm fucking doing? So I decided to take all of the alcohol cans, some empty, some not, and put them into a trash bag and dump the bag out onto her bedroom floor. Photo attached. Am I wrong for gathering and dumping the cans on her floor before she had a chance to come back home and clean? Okay, here's the cans. Mm-hmm. No video? No, I'm opening it. You've got great eyebrows. Here's the thing. I'd be pissed the fuck off if this happened. I mean, I had a friend once. We were briefly roommates. It was like a six months thing. She was, I mean, like we were cool roommates all until one day. She brought some friends over and they were being loud as fuck. And I had to go to work the next morning. Mm -hmm. And it was only like three people. And I was mad about that because she knew I had to go to work. But this having a full party with 45 people, that's a nightmare when you already had told her it was, you only say it was going to be like a few people. And it was like 1030. I will say though, latest for it to be 45 people and based on the video that we saw, it looks like she had started to clean. Like they had started, even though you think that she didn't have a chance or you didn't give her the chance. I think she had started to clean. Cause that wasn't ter- that wasn't a forty five people, just like terrible party rager thing. Yeah, and so there was a Swiffer out that we noticed in the video stuck into a chair. Yeah, but I wonder if like the video was done if you had already started cleaning up a bit. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot left there. Glass on a hardwood floor. Yeah, this was like if anyone remembers a pivotal point in my book this was like this happened to me in college except my roommates threw a party took my keys threw a party locked me out and then wouldn't answer in so I had to scale a fence to get in it was like a 12 foot iron fence to get in to the house and I had like strep like a couple days before and I was on antibiotics and I was so tired you had strep yeah I'm kidding like, everyone's like, get your tonsils out. And I'm like, no, that's so much fucking worse. That's so much fucking worse. I have adult-sized tonsils now. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. I And then when I finally, like, literally broke in through the door because someone let me in accidentally, people were leaving hookah uh, coals on our carpeted floor and there was burning holes through the carpet. And the whole thing was, like, fucking trashed. So I understand, like, the absolute, like, fuming feeling and... The regardless of the amount that it was like clean or whatever it was, I think a Sunday night having a party, even if it's your birthday, like you have to know that your roommates are doing you a fucking solid and then you got to abide by everything. And I think if someone is not going through with a common courtesy, I think that your common courtesy is out the window. Like, I think you have full right to like literally dump all of that shit in her room. Like, I don't think that you did anything wrong. Wait, so she left? Oh, they, so at 1230, they all go elsewhere. So they probably went move the party to a okay. bar or something. I don't think you're right or wrong for moving the stuff. I think she's completely wrong. But like as far as you being petty, I think for me, it would be like when she comes home, she's going to have to like I wouldn't have cleaned anything oh, unless it, it was yeah. just in my way. And I would make her when she got home clean everything. But like you moving stuff to her room 
makes it's, it easier for her too. It makes it easier one, and then it's just extra energy that you have to exert. Unless it just made you feel good. If it made you feel good, okay. But like, why are you wasting energy moving her stuff? Yeah, if it was cathartic, you're not wrong. If you were doing it to like prove a point, I I I think that your point is better proved by letting her face the aftermath and just like texting her videos and photos of it. And like, so it's clear, like, I saw what this looks like and like, I'm not cleaning it up. Unless somehow you bring it into her room, made it harder for you, yet was somehow easy for you. Yeah. Like if they were all, if you needed to eat something and it was all over the oven, everything was all over the oven and you just scooped all this mm-hmm. stuff into a bag and then carried it to her room and then dumped it on the floor and then you cooked like cool but if you like really just went through and just picked stuff up and moved it to her room waste of energy i don't think you're wrong if it makes you happy you can i i don't have a conclusion oh my gosh look at you indifferent mm-hmm. you're splitting the line you're straddling the line you're riding the line you're grinding the line wow only for Patreon. What's Joe Biden's plan for Melissa grinding the line? <laughs> now let's take a break. Woo! Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It is time for But Are They Wrong, where we nominate the absolute worst of the week. So I would like to nominate. Uh, this is a, a swimsuit, an Australian swimsuit designer, but um, she she did this herself on TikTok. So I'll be referencing her TikTok account. So the account is Sky Yolanda Swim, and it's Yolanda Swim. So this is an Australian woman who, her bio, as she says, home of the contouring bikinis. And she had one of like the most embarrassing, like worst, worst fat phobic takes I've ever seen. And instead of just taking the video down, she proceeded to like make a series essentially about this and then remove one that was like, oh, this was too offensive. But so she did this. The video that I started seeing this from was from Dana Patterson. Like I said, my TikTok friend who stitched a video where and this video is like sense deleted, but the creator said, if I hear one more woman who's like a size 18 or higher asking me to make plus size bikinis, and that's the video has been scrubbed. So I haven't seen the rest of the full one. But she goes on to respond to a comment on said video that is no longer up, which then sparked a video that is still up, which again is mind blowing. She starts a video like, you know, that you can hear if you're not watching the video, you can hear like with like the like the teeth together, like yikes kind of face her pouring red wine into a wine glass. And with the sparkle emojis, the title is this is why I stopped stocking plus sizes. And someone the comment she's referring to is someone said, I don't think this lands the way you hoped it would. Your website only has size large for quote unquote larger bust category. And that's the only thing you have in a size large wild. And she goes on to say that she's a small business victimizing herself for this and that plus size people don't wear skimpy bikinis and they don't wear bikinis because they're not comfortable wearing bikinis because they're plus sized. And then she says that, like, we just don't sell any like we, we're not making a profit. We're losing money by carrying plus sizes like we're not making money. Our biggest selling things are you know, size small and extra small. So why would I make money for something that I'm not like, why would I make more something I'm not making money on? She is yet to address the fact that it's, it would be impossible for her to make money on um, making plus size bathing suits when she doesn't make plus size bathing suits. Mm-hmm. So of course your target demographic and your audience is wearing size small and extra small because that's the size you carry. Plus size, no, no one's going to buy a size that doesn't exist. Right. Like, you're like it's it's just like the most like this most stupid argument and the whole thing she's like making jokes in between and just being like blah 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 and then people like thought like are seeing other videos of her that she's posted where someone had comment she like keeps referring to herself as midsize which there has been like a trend in specifically white women deeming themselves midsize because they don't view themselves as thin and they don't view themselves as fat, that they are a midsize, 
Midsize like legitimately means it is you can wear the largest size in straight size and you can wear the smallest size in plus size or you can't wear either and you're in the middle. Like that's what midsize means. She's not midsize. She fits in straight sizing. Midsize and straight size. That's not you're, you're not that. And someone had commented and said, since when is this considered midsize? And then she goes, oh my God, like you think I'm skinny? Like, thank you. And just keeps reinforcing skinny. And then she goes, if you think bikinis make you look fat, this is why. My bikini will make you look so skinny. And just keeps being like, you don't want to look fat in this. And like, I always feel fat, fat, fat. But like, oh my God, like skinny, skinny, skinny. This is like so great. And she keeps, keeps doubling down. Did a three-part quote unquote apology series, which was like, I messed up, which is always starting with like little like, like quick, quirky, little like Emma Chamberlain wannabe edits. And it's like very downplaying all of it. And then she is in the comment section arguing with people about like, there's nothing wrong with valuing being skinny and wanting to be skinny. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not fat phobic. Like I'm not fat phobic at all. And anytime any plus size creator, or anyone is like reaching out and being like, this is like not it. She's like, well, you can DM me. Like, let's not talk about it here. Like does not want anyone. And then people are like, I would love if you made this in an extra large. And she goes, I can custom make one if you want me to. It's like, just carry them. And she won't hire plus size models because plus size models are currently, as she says, trendy. So they're charging more money than skinny girls. And so it's too expensive to hire plus size models. So even though she carries like a large, which by the way, Australian conversions, her ex, she says that she, she also, oh, the worst part I didn't even start with. She markets this as an inclusive bathing suit collection, a bathing suit brand that is inclusive. And she goes, well, we are plus size. We go all the way up to like, I don't know, extra large. Maybe she says they go up to three X, but they don't. But the largest size that the equivalent that they carry is a US 12. And they only have that in like one thing. That's it. Mm. And it's just like absolutely baffling. And so she does this like faux apologies. And then is just doubling down and fighting with people in these comments and then being like, well, you know, like people always say that like, if you're not going to be able to like do plus size, like well and inclusive, like you just like shouldn't do it. And I just like, maybe that's not my space. Like, and I'm like, oh, now suddenly you're a thin person. You're not, but you've been advertising yourself as like, oh my gosh, like uh, you feel so fat. You feel so fat. Like I'm going to show you how to be skinny. Like I am like the, the guru of all of this. And like, I'm midsize. I'm not like those other skinny girls. But now you're like, I wouldn't know. I, I'm, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. I'm like, Shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut and the fuck also, up. no one support her in any type of way. And then she had the audacity to then just totally out of the blue repost a, like a, a plus size creator who did a video of them wearing her swimsuits in like April. Because, you know, there's literally no content with people in bigger bodies wearing her swimsuits on her Instagram, on her website, like the models, even on the social platform. So they have one they found. And she's doing this being like, oh my gosh, she was like so sweet. She like loved all of her stuff. And everyone's commenting being like, I'm glad that she really likes these bathing suits. She doesn't have a relatable or attainable or pretty like an average sized, like quote unquote plus size body. Like she's a model. She's very proportionate. And these swimsuits don't fit her in a way that universally people would be like, yeah, that fits me. Like she likes the under boob look. She likes a lot of this. That, that's totally fine. She's making them work for her. Unless you're into that look, like the swimsuits don't look the same as they do on people with smaller bodies because you, you've, they're not intended to be these like ridiculously skimpy things. It's literally like you couldn't even tell me that there are different sizes, that you just threw that on someone else. And her entire thing is just like so fucked and 
just like super, super, super fat phobic. And I absolutely hate it and do not support her swim line and her obsession with being skinny and then preying on her audience and finding people who are also dealing with like body image issues and in fat phobia, whether it's outward fat phobia, internalized fat phobia, and then reinforcing all of that shit with a shiny capitalism bow on it. Under the guise of like support a small business. No, thanks. Bye. What's her name again? Yolanda Swim. All right. Here's mine. First, I just want to say fuck Kanye West. All right. He's always a Rachel of the Week. Oh, yeah. For week, month, year. Uh-huh. This week, I'm nominating the states of Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina. Well, they have argued that the president acted beyond his authority and alleged that they could be hurt financially by the mass forgiveness of student loan debt. So they're trying to derail the debt relief plan, and which is, um, in case you don't know, um, if you have any federal uh, student loans, then you can get between $10,000 to $20,000 just wiped clean. I should from your check loans. to see if I still have any. You should. Like, you can fill out the little form. It takes less than five minutes. Like, it's nothing. Like, I, I filled it out, and it was, it's nothing. All it asks for is, you like, your name, your address, and your social security number. The administration's hope of erasing millions of borrowers' debt. And so, the plaintiffs, those states, they claim that they'll suffer irreparable injury from the provision of much-needed relief of millions of Americans, but the public interest would be greatly harmed by its denial. The Biden administration said that in its court's findings, if the court disagrees, any injunction should be narrowly tailored to the plaintiff states. So basically, these states are saying that they're going to lose money, I guess. Have they said how? No. Like, there's no... Like, they have, like, a bunch of mumbo-jumbo... Um, about like them losing money, but debt in the United States is a joke. Like it's not real. Also, if people have less debt, they can spend more money in your state. Yeah, but like exactly, but the deficit is not real. Like none of it is real. <laughs> so in one week, twenty-two million people applied to get this. That was just in the first week that it was available for you to apply to it and the republicans response was to sue the federal government and block the relief and it's basically the real reason they're doing this is because they don't want as we go into the new election cycle they don't want another one of biden's things that he promised to do he did not to get into the nitty-gritty he did promise to wipe all of it but this is how much he was able to get past it was to get ten to twenty thousand, depending on um, what kind of loans you have, and so they just don't want him to have another win. They don't want him to do anything that benefits the masses because the the whole thing with the Republican Party is like we're gonna this is going to help us, but not even really help us. We want to hurt these other people that we don't like. And when he does something that helps everyone universally, that starts to unravel this like thing that they've created and this like monster and hysteria that they've created that they count on votes for. Yeah. And then it was like 
a slap in the face, kind of, to the Republicans because uh, Associate Justice Amy Cohen Barrett last week denied she actually did something decent. I still hate her. I do too, but she denied a request to hear a case from Wisconsin from Wisconsin from a group without explanation or consulting the full court. It's unclear how the full court, which now has a conservative majority, would rule. The challenges of the president's plan have largely brought by brought by right-leaning organizations or state. So, a Republican justice didn't let them come with their bullshit. But yeah, that's how you know that they're like okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the same ones for the insurrection where they're like, we've been we've girl bossed a little too close to the sun. I'm gonna need us to dial it back three notches. Yeah. Arkansas, my home state, Iowa, Kansas, another state I've lived in, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina are all my nominations. Hmm. I wonder how much money they uh, like lose and if they should have tried to like, you know, start petitioning to not give full rided scholarships to all of their athletes, which bring in so much money for all of their sporting events. I wonder how much money they could be getting there if those people had actually had student loans. They don't actually care. True, true, true. They're, they're making, they're losing so much more money that way. So much more money. Especially in some of those big schools. If you're a D1 school, very, very unlikely any of your athletes are there paying out of pocket in full. Or even with like a, like paying for most of it. Yep. You have to be enticing. So. But like school is expensive for no reason. Exactly. But it's like, well, one of these things makes us money. And so therefore, like, we actually don't care. But this it's like, well, no, no, no. You should only be you should only be cutting a deal if we actually make more money off of it. Just go away. Absolute bullshit. I hope it's not looking good, but I hope Arkansas doesn't put Sarah Huckabee Sanders into the office of governor. I fucking hope that as well. That is our episode. We hoped you all, we hope you all enjoyed. If you're still listening, go comment something on our Instagram. Go comment, go right on the Instagram, Melissa's High. <laughs> or dare, Melissa, D A R E. Oh, I have an update. Oh, great. All right. So here's an update. Hi again, Eminem. I just listened to the episode where you read the results to my peed on the dorm floor situation. Thank God. And I wanted to clarify some things for you slash everyone. Side note, I thought you guys did a really great job speaking about this situation. Everything you said was fair, but also compassionate. And I really appreciate it. This is a situation that I get too embarrassed telling people in my real life about So it was nice to hear both your takes, reactions, because before that, it felt like a secret. To clarify, in this situation, I was in my robe. I have adult diapers, but because my pain slash symptoms are very on and off, I'm honestly not always as prepared as I should be. I was rushing to the bathroom, so I put on the bathrobe, but it was being used, and I just kind of peed on the floor in my robe. Oh, in your room? No, robe. Oh, so you and I were right. Mm -hmm. So actually, I thought she pulled her pants down and peed. And other people were like, no, of course she peed in her pants. But 
we didn't think about a third option. She wasn't wearing pants. Mm -hmm. So you didn't take your pants off, which I think would have been, that would have been rude. Right. That would have been more rude. But. If you just stood and let it just like trickle out. Yeah. I think this is on equal level. Honestly, I think of this as, I think peeing in your pants is a little bit of a high, like if I'm not wearing pants, my bladder control is half. Like, if I'm not wearing pants and I have to pee, like, I have to pee fucking quick, like, way quicker than if I'm wearing pants. So, I understand that rush more. But that's also just me. Like the mount? Uh-huh. I get it. The mount rush more? Mm-hmm. I can't believe that's real. Yeah, it's real dope. Real dope? Dumb. Oh, I was like, where's the bit going? Because I was like, there's no way. Except, wasn't there a plot point in uh, National uh, Treasure? I'm sure. So here's the thing. I don't need it to exist for real. Use it as a plot device. Tear it down. I've never seen it. I don't know what it looks like. All I need to see it in National it's, Treasure. As it's, it's as, stupid. as in so many things in America, it is built into native land. A sacred part of native land. It's like the biggest fuck you. It's not even like, oh, we just built a building. Like we're gonna carve. Some like old white dudes' faces poorly. Like we're gonna like attempt to carve it into little rock. What? Like that's so that's so embarrassing. Like that's just so. It's embarrassing for people that go take vacations to see it too. No, hate it. Anyways, thank you for the update, and that's it for our episode. Get excited tomorrow. Hear the results from last week's episode. In Fisting Friday. Fisting. All right. We'll circle back next week. Goodbye, fuckers. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.